It all started with a very simple idea. Tell the stories of how successful middle market CEOs made it to the corner office. I'm Brand Handley, founder and managing director of Resource Options International, or ROI. We're the USA's premier executive search firm focused exclusively on empowering middle market companies to attract, hire, and retain A players while transforming top executives' careers and lives. ROI's Into the Corner office is dedicated to discovering how middle market CEOs advance their career, and we're making these remarkable and sometimes quite unbelievable stories available to you for the very first time. Listen and learn about the challenges they've overcome, the interesting people they've met along the way, and the lessons learned that steered these executives' unique journey into a middle market corner office of their own. I know you enjoy these CEO stories as much as I've enjoyed recording them. So thank you for listening today. And if you like what you've heard, rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm looking forward to you joining me on the next great middle market CEO adventure into the corner office. My guest today is Sandhu Ratanam, founder, CEO, and CTO of Chainsys Corporation. Sandhu was born in Madurai, the cultural capital of India, and received his mechanical engineering degree from PSG College of Engineering. He's a very positive, result-oriented leader with over 25 years of experience with data management, product engineering, product delivery, sales, and branding. Chainsys is a data management company offering their customers a no-code program called Smart Data to solve problems with data migration, setup migration, data integration, and reconciliation, to name a few of the services they offer. Sandu founded the company in 1998 with his older brother, and he's always eager to have a conversation about any data challenges. He lives in Davis, California, and is blessed with a great family, is married, and has a lovely daughter and son. Sandu Ratam. Welcome into the corner office. Thank you, Brent. Very happy to be with you today. Uh, it's great to have you here. I know we just spoke last week and had a chance to get to know each other and so excited to have you on the show. We have had quite a few immigrant CEOs and yours is a, a particularly interesting story. Uh, and we always like to kind of start at the beginning. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up, the early years, you know, what mom and dad did and uh, brothers and sisters. Oh, great. I was, uh, uh, you know, born in uh, Madurai, which is, uh, as you introduced, uh, it is a cultural capital yes. of uh, India. It's a pretty uh, tier two cities. It's not like a bustling, you know, commercial town or anything like that. Right. It uh, has a very large, uh, one of the largest temple oh. uh, exists there, which dates back, you know, thousands of years. Right. So, Hindu <laughs> temple, I presume. Correct. <laughs> So I would uh, go there almost every week or so, yeah. dad, mom, you know. Right. So my dad was a government servant. He is today 93 years old. Oh my gosh, still alive. Yeah. Still uh, running like an young, uh, young chap, doing a lot of social work. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and my mom has been uh, putting up with them for all these years. <laughs> <laughs> How many brothers and sisters? So I got an elder brother. Uh, who's with me in the chances together, yeah. 13 years older. Right. And I got two sisters uh, in between him and me. Got it. And uh, I have one of my sisters, she's also, she's a managing director for the you know overall Asia Pacific and European operations. Right. Uh, now you grew up, you grew up in Madurai, right? Was that your home uh, until you went to college? 
yes, that was my yeah. home and, uh, you know, knows pretty much every street out there. <laughs> yeah. And what was it like growing up? We had enough. It was, I was not poor. <laughs> right, right. I had uh, very much whatever. We went to the best school. And, uh, but it is a middle class. It's basically like, sure. uh, you know, when you, my father was a very hardworking person. Yeah. And uh, so all the things, and uh, it's a family together. So pretty right. much your uncles, aunts, everybody are there to give you that uh, helping hand, whatever you need. And you all kind of so, lived in the same community, yeah. right? You were close it's by. A community, yeah. It's a community, yeah. Yeah. and uh, you always feel like you're not, uh, any day you don't feel alone. You're always right. together. Nice. So, what were some of the influences, the things that you remember, maybe lessons from mom or dad, or maybe some of your uncles or grandparents? I think, uh, you know, if I have to look at uh, my father, my uncles, you know, they never had any affinity for money. They were yeah, always... They weren't, they weren't business people, huh? Yeah, they were not, you know, my father was a government servant and he's right. doing all kind of work. And uh, the my uncle, he has been a, you know, leader for the Gandhian movement. Oh, right. Okay. The other, uh, in fact, uh, he was the one who met... Uh, Martin Luther King, when he came to India in 1950s. Wow. And he was the one who educated uh, Martin Luther King with all the Gandhian movements. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. So that is, a, you know, I just wanted to share because this week yeah. is MLK. Yes. Yes. We're recording this just a day after Martin Luther King Day. Wow. That's an amazing part of your past. So were you close to him growing up? Yeah, very close. Very yeah. close. Still there. Yeah. He's uh, still uh, doing really well. <laughs> still ah, doing the that's same. Fantastic. Good, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And are, were you a good student in school? Uh, kind of. I mean, uh, <laughs> not, not the very best, but uh, I was always on the probably a little yeah. bit on the top. Yeah. And, and what, what kind of a, what kind of activities? Coach. Sorry, go ahead. Hmm? Yeah, I used to play volleyball for the district. Yeah. Our district team. And uh, I, I put my hands on pretty much because it's a community. We used to have so much fun in the right. streets from the morning till like a late night. <laughs> right, right. I can imagine. Cricket? Was cricket popular in the part of cricket, India where you grew up? Uh, cricket was a very popular game. Yeah. And uh, But I, we used to play a lot of soccer. Right. Which sure. is like the, you know, uh, we call it football. But, uh, right, right, right. Rest, you know, it is uh, strictly no sock. You know, it cannot be called football. It has to be soccer. <laughs> exactly. Now, you mentioned that, that, you know, your father was a government service. I, did your mother work from the home or did she work outside the home? No, my mom was a housewife awesome. throughout, a wonderful, yeah. wonderful woman and yeah. uh, was, who kept the family going, not just our family, but uh, pretty much the entire, you know, all right. the, Uncles. Right. Everybody looks at her as the, because she was the very the first daughter-in-law of the, right. my yeah. you know, father's family, which was a joint family. <laughs> right. right. Many everybody lived together. That's what it now, is. You mentioned that there wasn't a lot of business or money spoken. Did, did, did you have some entrepreneurial inklings early on? Did, were there things that you did where you kind of knew that business is what you wanted to pursue or did that come later? No, not, not really. I didn't know anything about business. Yeah. So I was uh, I was growing as a happy camper, <laughs> <laughs> so nothing was uh, strikingly planned or uh, nobody you know seeded anything into my brain. Nothing. Right, like that. So, right. 
but you went on to the College of Technology and got your yeah. bachelor's in, in uh-huh. mechanical engineering, I believe, right? Isn't that correct? Yeah, I did mechanical engineering. Yeah. I always have uh, the leadership skills from the very beginning. I right. Got it, but it was always there. So, I mean, uh, after the engineering, you know, I was working uh, uh, with the CAD CAM, basically CAD CAM, supply chain planning and all of that. Okay. Of stuff. And then later went into the data management world, which is what I've uh, been uh, doing for the over last 25 years. Right, right. Well, you, you completed your uh, university education uh, in India, right? Yeah. And uh, both an undergrad as, as well as a master's degree. Did you do both here? It is uh, just an undergrad Right. So five-year program. Five-year program. Got it. And then, and then what was kind of the motivation for you to come to the States? When, when did you do so? And what were the means and, you know, determinations around doing so? My brother was here uh, for a very long period. Right. And, uh, you know, he has been kind of a, you know, role model. And sure. it was not a push, of, push from him or anything. Right. Right. <laughs> so multiple opportunities to come over here. And uh, so for work. And I thought, okay, at one point I decided, okay, let me take this opportunity and see see the other other side of the world. So and how old were you at the time? I was uh, 25. At 25, okay. Yeah. yeah. M- married already, children, or had you uh, not, not no, started that part? When I came here, I was 25 years old. And then when I started Chainsaws, I was 26. Wow. And then wow. I got married the next year. Boom, is, boom, uh, boom. So. <laughs> <laughs> all very quick and 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 did your brother you, you moved to where your brother was uh based i believe in michigan correct wasn't that where you correct. so i was went? always keeping my brother's place as my base uh, yeah, you know, I, was, yeah. I was literally living with him and uh, traveling to projects and uh, you know kind of we right. started changes right. in michigan now was it an idea that you both had together i know that he's a co-founder but uh, tell us a little bit around, you know, kind of data management at that time. You know, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> funny to hear in t- 2022 talking about data management because it's such a big part of everyone's, yeah. you know, thinking. And, and I know we're going to talk a little bit more about what the company's doing today. And so many companies need your help because you help them manage big, you know, their big data. But back in 1998, it wasn't such a big deal, right? Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, those days, data management was... Uh... I don't think anybody would be even spelling that word. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. In, building. You know, in 1998, we, we were doing a, a lot of, you know, started with the ERP work, enterprise resource planning, because that time was big on uh, Y2K, if you remember. Right. Oh, sure. Uh, of course. Yeah. A lot of companies who were interested to implement uh, new ERP products like Oracle. And uh, so I had good experience with Oracle's ERP. Right. So right. I was uh, consulting for uh, many major companies, corporations like Toshiba, uh, General Electric, and uh, Alcoa, and uh, you know many many other uh, corporations in the world. So yeah. that was my initial. Uh, and when I went in doing all of this, one of the main thing was underlying all these applications. Uh, data was the prime thing. Hmm. So. Data becomes a foundation for all these, uh, you know, applications or any technology, anything to work in the right way. So that's where I would, I think my inclination on data management started, to be honest. And uh, because all of these uh, data is pretty huge in many enterprises. Right. And uh, then we started, okay, let's start with a small product. 
because we we had originally a big ERP supply chain planning product that we created. And, uh, you know, we had a great success with that product at Chainsys with over 75 customers. Most of the customers are in India. Okay. And, uh, we thought, okay, let's try something smaller product that we can penetrate uh, some of the market in uh, North America. So the idea was to create a data product. So we said, okay, let's create a just a simple data loader where hmm. we can load data from an Excel spreadsheet into Oracle uh, eBusiness Suite, which is Oracle's ERP product. Right, right. So we created that, and one one of the important days, we made the critical decision that initially we created like a static code, and which was like underlying inside bundled with a product, and which is doing all the magic of loading. And we made a decision: we should not have any code involved, mm. any static code anywhere. And you made that decision back in, in the early days? Early days. This is wow. like, a, I would say, probably 2005. That's about wow. right? oh, yeah. It's about 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. Or one of the cold days in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> and what was Tell us around this, because this is, this is also a very important part of your story. What, what was the motivation? Was it, you know, just, look, we need to make this simpler so that our clients can better understand it? Was it a more efficient way to do it at the time? What, what, what were, tell yes, us a little around the is right. One is creating, always I felt uh, a com- organization is meant to create some good work for people to you know, do a fantastic work, go home pretty tired and be happy. Right. Right, right. So that, that was the main intention. On the other side, unless we cater to something what the customer needs, uh, then it is now going to be a successful venture. So both sides, employees and uh, the customers, have to feel happy at, at the end of the day. Yeah. So, so innovation is the word I would use here, which always connects these two people. Mm. Uh, employees connect too well because they are doing always something interesting. And the customers, they're always looking for some change. So, so simple thing is you need to put the word innovation on whatever you do right. to keep these uh, two big, uh, you, you know, basically a leader. I'm supposed to take care of my people, supposed to take care of the customers, both of them happy. And how to connect these two dots, mm. full word, innovation. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Huh. So I think, uh, you know, it's just uh, organically I just started feeling and, uh, oh, but now I have somewhat very clear understanding of, uh, okay, this is what is needed for this uh, customers. This is what is needed right. for employees. Some kind of a more maturity. Like, yeah. Yeah. Made a lot of mistakes, no doubt about it. But we were very uh, employee friendly, like right. a family, you know, startup culture is still prevalent within Chainsys. Right, right. <laughs> so that kind of thing, you know. Now your brother, your brother, and you founded the company. He's 10, 12 years older than you. How, how much older? He's thirteen years. Thirteen uh, years older, but you yeah. would say he's younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Is he actively involved in the business? And did, did you both yeah, go? He, 100%? Yeah, he's uh, he's a, the, one of the most important support system for mm. uh, me to do all these things. And right. uh, you know, he is a very intelligent, very intellectual person too. So he gives the right directions and many, many yeah. important uh, aspects of this company. Yeah. And when he started, when you started the company, was he 100% also in or was he working another job before he came over and 
you he know, was with the Unisys when okay. we started. He was uh, part time here. He was right. with Unisys, and I was full time. Yeah. And then later, a couple of years, uh, when the project, whatever he was uh, going through, when it got finished, he just uh, relieved out of Unisys and came full time. So it was kind of a, yeah. from the beginning we were all together. Yeah. Yeah. And how has that worked out over the years? I mean, you know, brotherly relationships can be, you know, hot and cold, <laughs> off and on, so to speak. I mean, uh, you know, with my sister, you know, as I told you, like, uh, we still uh, embrace the joint family culture and right, right. feel good about uh, each other. And, uh, you know, that'll be always a, a kind of a, a certain aspects, what he thinks I may not like it. So there can be some disagreements, but in in essence, we enjoy this entire 23 years. Every single day, what we have gone through together is pretty amazing. Well, you know, it probably has a lot to do with how you were brought up, right? Because you really had that kind of communal, you know, society and the family being very close and Right, yeah. you learn to live, live with each other and work with each other quite well. I think it is the easiest way to live the life because very simple as it's always. I feel if you constantly keep thinking what is in it for me in every smallest thing, it is you can't be happy anytime. Instead, right. if you look at from the different aspect, what can you do for others? Right. Uh, then it makes everything opens up very easily. So it's right. like, okay, there is nothing you need. You By default, you get everything. Right. You know, anyway, you are covered. Right. <laughs> There's nothing right. for you to be worried about. So you don't right. have to constantly keep on thinking, what do I want to get more and more and more? Right, right. That is the... Yeah. Well, t- 23 years you folks have been in existence. T- tell us just a little bit about what Chainsys uh, does today. Uh, kind of describe perhaps your employee base, you know, approximately what your sales are, and but more importantly, kind of the products and, and how you serve your customers. So uh, we are today uh, an international company uh, headquartered in, uh, you know, Grand Ledge, Michigan. And we have the West Coast operation here in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we have our global development centers, multiple offices uh, in India, mainly in Chennai, uh, South India. Right. We are starting a huge campus in Madurai, my hometown as well. Right, actually. right. <laughs> and nice. then we have operations in Dubai, uh, in Netherlands, Canada, and Singapore. So it's a global organization, yeah. right? 1,200 uh, totally uh, the data engineers today serving the right. company. Yeah. And uh, so we are uh, working towards uh, becoming one of the best. We compete with the best uh, you know, companies in the world within the data management because we solve uh, pretty much end-to-end uh, problems, starting with the uh, you know, complete uh, data integrations or cloud migrations, or you want to look at data archival, uh, look at uh, master data management, data quality, data governance, uh, no-code platform for application development, right. RPA, regression testing, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a whole gambit. All the innovations were packaged so well together to work and dance together in the nicest one single platform. So that's what we have developed. And this has been uh, rewritten three times. And what we have today is a completely 100% distributed computing running on the cloud mm. from 2015. And yeah. uh, so we are very, very happy about it. But this is, hap- you know, today we have great customers uh, like Siemens, uh, Amazon, yeah. Salesforce, yeah. 
but you can go on and on and on. Fortune but, 50, yeah. Fortune 100. Huh? <laughs> All yeah. of them are there. And yeah. uh, we do have problems in, uh, you know, trying to become the best of best. And uh, so we are working on all those interesting problems to, you know, get the brand out, get the word out in terms of what is our capability, how this can help the customers. So that is a big drive that is currently going on within ChainSys. And also constant innovation. We have 400 plus strong engineering team constantly engaged in, uh, you know, adding more and more new features. New because everything we do is all pretty organic within the organization. We create the product rather than going and buying something from the you know from some other company. Right. So right. that is the so there's a lot of flexibility. We bring a lot of flexibility to the customers. So that's what uh, customers really love. They yeah. see as uh, you know kind of a agile and as well a very nimble, flexible partner to work with. Yeah. Well, over, I'm sure over the last 22, 23 years, there's been some inflection points, right, in your growth and how the business has developed and probably some difficult times, too, where you've had yeah. to make some key decisions. Share with us one or two of those kind of difficult inflection points where, you know, you maybe didn't know if the business was <laughs> going to survive or, you know, you knew you had to reinvent something and, you know, how you kind of fought and worked your way through that. I'll tell you one thing. We never uh, bought, you know, any external investors into the company. Right. And uh, every single thing we invested from our own pocket. It's all been, so, uh, you know, granted, yeah. It's that's... all uh, everything. And uh, we don't have, we have. And you a... don't regret that decision. That's been a good decision for you. And it's, it's a good decision until now. But uh, for branding the product, uh, I think the external investors today, if I have a Google or somebody investing on us, uh, then uh, the market looks uh, looks at uh, changes in a different way. <laughs> so, right, right. But I think uh, it's just the way people react and work. It's a kind of a mindset that uh, yeah. have to change. Yeah. But the model, what we did, uh, has truly helped uh, to be staying uh, innovative. No matter there was no influence from anybody external right. outside, we could do right. pretty much freely whatever we wanted to do. Right. But did that create problems? Were there times when you wish you'd had outside capitals to invest? <laughs> I, I, do, I, do, I cannot uh, say that because I always feel everybody are divine and great people. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody coming on to this, uh, it's a difficult journey, uh, but we, we enjoy it. So yeah. because uh, if it is not difficult, then uh, what is the point of doing it, right? right. Uh, so that's the kind of attitude we have on this. So I know that this is not simple. This is very complex, but uh, we took it uh, step by step. And uh, so today what we have is a huge asset of these great products. And uh, we need to solve, we can solve in numerous problems. And we wanted to go, you know, step by step, yeah. getting, you know, one new customer at a time. and right. <laughs> Right. Giving them that uh, attention and uh, appreciation, you know, respect, all they truly, you know, deserve. So right. that's what we do. And but uh, to give you some of the challenges, yeah, I remember in uh, 2008 when there was a financial yeah. meltdown yeah. happened. Right. There was a little bit challenge with the you know cash flow and all of that, and uh, just went to our employees and asked for guys, can we do something about it? And we all talked together and said, okay. Let's just uh, take a pay cut. Mm. We all agreed that nobody had any smallest uh, grudge on it. Mm. And then, uh, we came back strong within a year. 
That is the one point I can remember. Right. And then even yeah. uh, during the COVID, the same situation happened. Of course, yeah. Probably for, I, I should appreciate the government uh, stepping up and helping us out as well. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, never had, uh, you know, because we were not a big spending spenders. We always saved the money for the future. Right. And uh, so there was something always there to Yeah, yeah. Always always <laughs> had had the piggy bank, right? Had the had the yeah. the chestnuts uh, yeah, <laughs> stored yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, correct. We didn't uh, work with the others' money and uh, we kept our money safe and uh, right, right. Yeah, Smart. that's what we did. Smart. So, Andrew, how do you keep yourself sharp? Um, you know, obviously, your brother, I know, has been mm-hmm. a, a huge mentor toward you. You talked about, you know, obviously very smart and, of course, having that relationship and having the age between you. But, you know, you've been doing this since you've been 25. Has there been mentors from the outside? Do you read business books? Do you study other companies? You know, how, how have you kind of kept uh, innovative yourself and, and, you know, kept your management style, uh, you know, uh, always developing? I can answer with one word, which is wonder. Mm. I kept that always curious. Uh, alive, <laughs> no matter what. And uh, accepting my sleep all the rest of the time, uh, for me, changes is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of uh, addicted, or uh, I would say it's uh, this is what I've been doing throughout my life. Right. And uh, so, and I have my people, changes uh, my team. They're also more, they kind of uh, breathe and, you know, pretty much everything, sleep and eat the stuff, right? Right, right, yeah. So constantly we are, uh, if I pick up a call with one of my colleagues and keep talking, we'll be talking for maybe throughout maybe six hours. And still there'll be, we would not have completed the conversation. There's so much to think and talk and yeah. That, so it is uh, innovation driven. There is so much of innovations. Uh, we have a f- blueprint for next two years of mm. what designs and things, what we wanted to do, still un- unfinished. So there's so much to uh, think about. But we are uh, trying to also see how effectively we can focus with all of this because we don't, one side of it is engineering, broadening it, and the other side is uh, market acceptance. Right. Yeah. yeah trying yeah. to see how the, we can make the market acceptance grow for right. a few of uh, our products and then constantly develop more you know, yeah. spaces too. Yeah. Do you have a, a kind of a, a established management team kind of down the traditional lines, head of sales, business development, finance? Is it kind of more family members? You know, who, who's kind of the, the executive trust, so to speak? You know, who are the, who are the folks that you talk to the most and, kind of rely upon for a lot of the innovation and learning? So a lot of people in Chainsaw, they're all uh, over 15 years uh, wow. been with us. Wow. So there's about 200 plus people who have been uh, with us for 15 plus years. That's incredible. Wow. What, a, what an accomplishment. <laughs> Seriously. Fantastic. Yeah. So that is the unique uh, flavor of Chainsaw. Right. Right. And, uh, and, and are they both here as well as in India? Are they in, in, yeah, in, or in all locations? The, uh, worldwide. They're all yeah, worldwide. The main people driving it. And uh, we have great leaders from outside also who felt uh, most of them, most of the leaders who have come into Chainsaw, they would have been either our customers, our partners, somebody oh. who knows about us. Right. And uh, they, they feel pretty excited about what is going on here. And yeah. they can join us. So. 
That's great. That's great. And have you ever thought about, you know, again, taking an outside investment, going public, or do you really enjoy having that? We're in that process right now. Control. Yeah, we're in that uh -huh. process. We got a CFO, Sanjay, who's, uh, who comes from a big uh, financial background, and also he was a CIO at uh, GE. Okay. And, uh, so he's uh, spearheading that effort of, uh, you know, as I told you, the branding is a big thing. And uh, for that, sure. one of the critical thing is how much we can, uh, you know, it's like a, when you run for a governor, how much money you can collect. It's not how good you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Politics is unique in that respect. The same thing with the companies too. It's like, uh, <laughs> even true. though your company is good, your products are good, you need to show that I can collect this much of money from yeah. Austin Yeah. So yeah. I said, okay, let me show what we can do. So right. we are in that process too. And then IPOs, because we want to you know, give this back to our employees right. and also back to the community. Because that's, the, you know, because whatever you start, it has to end someplace. Sure. And uh, without the clean end, nothing is going to be, you know, there is no purpose for start. Right. So right. Uh, we want to finish this with the, giving it back to the society, giving nice. it back to our employees. And uh, that is what is the... So the IPO is planned next couple of years or so, or is it... Yep. Uh, planned planned for the next few years, yeah. yeah next awesome. Two awesome. years at the most, yeah. <laughs> How would you say your leadership style has evolved from the time that you were, you know, young 25, just coming over as an immigrant, starting things up to, to where it is today? Do you, do you think you work with people differently? And if so, tell us a little bit about that. I think I have not grown up at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're still that curious, wonder kid, right? <laughs> I don't think I've grown up. Uh, <laughs> I don't, because being last in my family, so yeah. you, even if I today go back home to mother, to my uh, mom, she'll say, when even my little nephews or my grandsons and people are there, she'll call me and say, can you go get this milk? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it is like... Uh, it's a different kind of feeling. So I don't feel uh, grown up at all. Uh, so it helps me a lot. So I don't yeah. feel like, uh, you know, growing old. Uh, but I take lots and lots of decisions. I love it. So mm -hmm. I can solve uh, any, any, as I told you, it is, uh, I don't put uh, myself in the more of a, what is in it for me. Rather, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. try to think about how this can help somebody. And uh, the decisions of, comes out very naturally. Um, yeah. So it's not a big deal at all. Yeah. How would you best describe the company culture at Chances? It is a it's a family culture. Yeah, very, uh, vibrant. Uh, everybody is a brotherhood and you know basically sisterhood. Everybody loves each other, and uh, we are we don't go behind uh, talk about somebody else. Right. <laughs> right. There is no political element here, so it's all very easy. No fear. People can come in, learn as much they want. Sky is the limit for learning here. Yeah. And because there's so much of technology which we have created and uh, we are constantly creating as well. So there's right. so much to learn from people here. And um, and they're all pretty open how you know, pretty open hearted in kind of sharing all the knowledge. So it is a very vibrant uh, very collaborative. Yeah, very, very collaborative and uh, very liberal. Uh, kind of a, from day one. I don't know how it formed. Right. <laughs> it just formed like that. Right. Right. <laughs> we didn't push. We didn't. Uh, we didn't have. As I told you, I, I didn't have anything like 
this is how yeah. it need to happen or nothing it just happened like this yeah. but it's also a role it's an example setting right because until date every one of us uh, from the top to bottom every everybody is hands on yeah. uh, nobody is hands off like uh, i can code i can whatever everybody can get into any level that you want uh so that enables every it's like a more participative management style sure uh yeah. not not like a more sitting inside trying to craft something big uh, something i don't know right. what right but it's all together so whatever i'll i'll go brainstorm with the everybody in the floor uh what their ex, you know uh, expectations what what should we do and things it's a lot of brainstorming i love that word mm. brainstorming uh which is everybody's what, got an equal voice everybody has everybody has a great uh, ideas great ideas yeah. and particularly i don't know how this brain works but it is amazing when you talk to somebody your brain opens up a lot mm that's true so yeah. you need to do that a lot and right. uh, so you can't just think by yourself and uh, come up with a great idea sometimes it yeah. happens too uh, when you when you put uh, your you know uh, what do you want to talk like i'm talking to you as a good uh, brother and uh, so that, that's how i sincerely feel you as a brother yeah. and uh, trying to share whatever i can hopefully yeah. you know many of my colleagues have been asking me you should write uh, write it out before you forget all this please <laughs> 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 whatever <laughs> said yes we'll do that <laughs> <laughs> well we're recording some of those good sayings here too so this could be a, a start of that uh, yeah But, that's what excited me brand i thought okay this will be you know because i felt uh, you have a great voice i loved it and uh, so i said okay l- let me talk to somebody because I-, i enjoy people having that kind of a strong voice and uh, that's what uh, excited me and uh, interesting you know, got me in cool. here great well you've hired a lot of people you've got 1200 employees i think you mentioned globally and yeah. uh, you know what what do you look for when you're making bets in the people you invest in and hire sunday Well, coming in and what do what, I what do you what do you look for what are the, what are the qualifications you look for oh, you know how do you how do you make those decisions in terms of hiring the people particularly the ones uh, that you're going to work closely with oh yeah i i look forward to a lot of uh, you know important thing is i look for people who are able to you know uh you know for different aspect let's look at uh, technology technology is uh, something where people should be able to uh, participate quite well right, right? and uh, so such people are the ones whom we need and most of the time we constantly recruit few hundreds of people from the best universities and all of that right and even unknown universities too we don't only select from the best schools we select from everywhere mm-hmm. and uh, and we have a great six months training program and uh, we create uh, these resources uh, from bottom up to become the best and uh, they'll be they perform at a different level uh, than you can ever ever get out of even an experienced guy from the market recruited so mm. it's a different experience that we go through and uh, for the executives and uh, things which we do not know right there are many things which we do not know how to do like a uh, uh, branding or something like that right. we look for some real experts many times we also try to find some organizations who have some depth of knowledge in that right try to you know uh, you know kind of a team up collaborate with them to do that yeah 
What do you like to ask when you interview people? What, what, what's your favorite questions? My favorite question, I'm very quick in assessing people. I don't yeah. spend more than five minutes on any call. Wow. <laughs> so with a couple of, uh, you know, I look for uh, their energy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Finally, it all boils down to energy because every day you can't find whether somebody is that the right guy. <laughs> right. Right. Or right. So it is about energy, what energy somebody brings to the table. And uh, with a couple of uh, questions, uh, you will be able to figure that out and then make that decision. Yeah, yeah, cool. What about, um, you know, the future looking ahead, particularly with COVID and, you know, the issues that that's had? Uh, do you think there will be some changes? I mean, it sounds like you run a fairly remote organization. Have you have you become more remote over this period of time or less? Or? remote and because we are, as I told you, it's a very organic uh, organization. We kind of uh, coach people together and we are always there for each other so the covid has created a little bit of a distance with yeah. all the people yeah. uh, but i think uh, it's a lesson for you know because earlier the problem will be only in a you know far off let's say a country in africa or country in asia or somewhere somebody is facing this problem and i, I feel this has leveled uh, the world uh, pretty yes yeah. you know, pretty flat yes and yes. Uh, i hope uh, my learning on this is uh, always uh, anything can happen to a human and uh, we need to be very humble and easy on a daily basis mm. so we have to be stay grounded that's the most right. important message yeah. If yeah. I have to. stay humble yeah. yeah and uh, every day is a uh, very divine mm. created for you and use the best out of it mm. i love it I love it. Well, Sandra, you've been very, very generous with your time. We always have one last question and uh, yeah. we ask all our guests and that's, you know, what career and life advice would you give someone? Maybe like an immigrant like you, maybe 25 years old or 30 at the time that uh, you came. And what would you say to them if they had their eyes on, you know, being an entrepreneur like yourself? What, what, what's, uh, what's the secret sauce? Uh, <laughs> okay. I think uh, the never give up is one of the, because I, I'm just telling you, like uh, I, I asked uh, many of my colleagues, what made you to stay with us? Right. right. What made you to stay this long with us and all that? And only uh, even when uh, the investments were not creating any big opportunity, mm-hmm. I kept on investing. Yeah. Yeah. There was not a single day. Uh, we would be backtracking on uh, anything, any, any decision. Hmm. So it is a, it's putting, put it like a, you, you have to have confidence in what you do. Yeah. And uh, also you need to be, that is easy to say that, but uh, in practice, it's very difficult. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, never giving up is like, a, you're constantly holding the fort without yeah. falling. And you're kind of, a, you know, you're the commander in chief, no matter whatever attack, whatever things comes, you're going to not let anybody come into the fort. Right. So, right. so kind of making the team protected and happy, mm. taking that first shot on you, no matter whatever the shot is. And uh, that is very important if you, you know, that's beautiful too. That experience is beautiful. Once you go through that, it is so fantastic. But in an essence, I would say you need to be confident in making a decision, no matter whether it is a good or bad. 
and uh, also never give up on what is uh, because people are going to you know be so excited their their life depends on what you are going to make a decision nice. sometimes and in the whole uh, 23 years i can make uh, very clear not a single person have been fired inside mm. wow so that is also another thing in society people say oh we fired this 1000 i've seen how much their family who mm. pain right <laughs> when right. you called this person as a colleague just a day ago and you now ask him or her to leave what is the point <laughs> yeah yeah wow what well, that's quite so, a great track record yeah there is a you know all this uh, you know artificially do not do anything yeah. do everything with the truthfulness and uh, things will be much better much yeah. more happier <laughs> yeah i love it well so do founder CEO and CTO for Chainsys Corporation. Thank you so very much for sharing your story into the corner office. Appreciate Brand. Thanks for uh, having me in today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Into the Corner Office with Brant Hanley. We hope you enjoyed hearing our guest CEO story as much as we did. If you want to hear more CEOs reveal their journey into the corner office, please subscribe via iTunes and tell your friends and colleagues. For more information about Brant, Resource Options International, and the mighty middle market, visit www.goforroi.com. We look forward to having you join us for our next episode. 